Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on December 1st, 2022. I'm Andy Eubank, and the Hat Podcast is made possible by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up, the latest Indiana farm news, including how to battle tar spot in 2023 and beyond. C.J. Miller with that. Eric Pfeiffer reports on the dairy margin coverage enrollment deadline. It's near. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has another cold day today after a cold one yesterday. And also the markets yesterday. Analysis with Tom Fritz on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. After you that. can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not against your will, I'm guessing. And, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. <laughs> They're not variable costs. <laughs> I think you meant to say that's <laughs> fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. Trying to tackle tar spot and dairy farmers, just a few days left to sign up for the DMC. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, and this is Hoosier Ag Today News, brought to you by the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, presented by AgriFinancial and Reynolds Farm Equipment. Free parking, free admission, and a look into the future of farming. Be there December 13th through the 15th at Grand Park in Westfield. Tar spot has been robbing Indiana's corn growers of yield over the past several years. That's why AgriLiant Genetics, the makers of AgriGold and LG Seeds, recently held a tar spot summit at their headquarters in Westfield to help tackle this issue. C.J. Miller has the story. Some unbelievable brainstorming came out of this over the last 24 hours. And that's Mike Cavanaugh, Director of Product Development with AgriLiant Genetics. The Tar Spot Summit brought together their company's top agronomist, as well as farmers and local scientists from Purdue, Michigan State, and the University of Wisconsin, all to address the latest developments in fighting off this fungus. You know, we feel like it starts with the seed. It starts with genetics first, and there's nothing that is resistant out there, but um, we're finding products that uh, have excellent tolerance. Mike says AgriLiant Genetics uses nearly 200 pre-commercial research locations to run more than 700 trials on about 400 new products. And it's all with the goal of finding that right corn hybrid that shows the least amount of impact from the disease. Our pre-commercial research is definitely uh, unique to AgriLiant and that's what gives us an edge on products at every maturity. It's what gives our customers an edge whenever they can feel confident when we bring a new product out. It's a rock solid product on yield, agronomics, test weight, grain quality, even tolerant to the right diseases in the right environment. Even though heat and drought stress helped to minimize some of the harmful effects of tar spot in 2022, 
That all could change in 2023. But what we do know is the spread of tar spot has been significant since 2017. And it continues to spread like wildfire across Indiana, north to south, across Illinois, north to south, and even to the west. So we don't know what Mother Nature is going to do, but we can take a preventative approach and make sure that we have the right products to put in the planter next spring. For more information about the tar spot tolerant hybrids from AgriLion Genetics, visit agrigold.com or lgseeds.com. I'm CJ Miller. Indiana dairy farmers, this message is for you. You only have a few days left to enroll in the 2023 Dairy Margin Coverage Program from USDA. The enrollment deadline for the 2023 program is December 9th. Chris Galen of the National Milk Producers Federation says the program is a valuable risk management tool for dairy farmers. This year has proven again the wisdom of having a government program that looks at not just milk prices, but margins. That's because this year we saw record high milk prices, particularly in the summer. But at the same time, input costs chase those milk prices just as high. And as a result, as we've had it headed into the fall this year, we actually had two payments generated so far, and it's possible that we'll get some additional ones this year. Even though we've had a really good year economically for most dairy farmers, input costs remain a concern. It's going to be an issue heading into 2023. And so so that's why we're reminding people that now's the time to do so and, and to make certain that you're covered. Galen calls DMC a cost-effective and affordable program for dairy farmers. According to USDA's own data, we've got about 19,000 dairy operations enrolled in DMC. And last year, they received more than $1 billion in payments. So far this year, the coverage level is about the same, a little bit less. And the overall payments have been less because conditions have been much better. But still, most operations have received on average about $5,000, enough to cover the cost of your premiums, even for the highest level of coverage. So this is meant to be a program that offers cost-effective and affordable coverage, certainly up to your first 5 million pounds of production. Galen says while most dairy operations are in the program, there's probably close to a third that are eligible that aren't using it. He encourages you to check out the program. You can learn more at nmpf.org. There's a link at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Come and see the future at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield, Indiana. See the equipment and inputs you will need in 2023 and the technology you will farm with in 2033. Free admission, free parking, free seminars, and on December 14, free breakfast. The Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Events Center Westfield. Details at indianafarmexpo.com. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here, we're looking at a chilly Thursday for sure. Basically on par with what we saw yesterday. Cold Canadian air coming in and taking control. But you know what? It's uh, December 1st, so I suppose at some point here we should just give it up and be willing to admit that it's the time of year that we get cold. So that's where we're at right now. We do see temperatures moderate a little bit tomorrow on southwest flow, and that leads to a weekend that is going to be interesting. Moisture coming up from the southwest on Saturday gives a lot of cloud cover, 
At this point, though, I'm not concerned about a lot of precipitation. I'm going to say spits and sprinkles around. You might see an isolated shower, particularly in southern Indiana, but not much more than that. Just clouds for your Saturday as we turn colder. And then Sunday, partly to mostly sunny. High pressure is here. Cold Canadian high pressure, but still high pressure, and that gives us a dry finish to the weekend. We had been talking about some significant potential for rain early next week, Monday, Tuesday. New data coming into us now says that that system may want to try and split apart staying part of it to the south, south of the Ohio River, and another part of it well north up into the Lake Superior and Ontario areas. So we're going to wait to see if we can get more data and zero in on this, but right now I'm going to start to trend toward less precipitation early next week. If there's anything, it might be Tuesday. And then as we go through the rest of the week, we're looking at mostly chilly air taking control, maybe a little windy at times, particularly Wednesday, Thursday. And our next round of moisture may hold off until we get to Friday afternoon, Friday night. And that's where we can see scattered rain showers, mostly central and southern Indiana, but we won't rule them out farther north either. So yeah, a little bit of change in our extended or next week forecast. That's where we're going to have to wait and see what new data says each time as the pattern morphs and changes ahead of us. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan. Your operating Martin. loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day -day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. Beans and wheat work higher. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Wednesday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank with the numbers on the way. This review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct, providing quality seed, free delivery, and local research data along with published prices. More at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. We do have settlements, but first market analysis, which I secured at the end of trade from Tom Fritz, EFG Group in Chicago. Tom, we have a strong move on Wednesday to talk about four beans and wheat. Corn couldn't keep up. Lots of gyrations in the dollar. The markets seem to react to that. But overall, it appears the soybean market might have a decent story at the moment anyway. Well, I think the uh, big story uh, for soybeans right now is um, this landslide that they had at the uh, port, the Brazilian port of Paranagua. Uh, it, bl it blocked the roads leading into the port. It blocked the railroad lines leading into the port. Um, they're still operational, but they're dealing with, with stockpiles they already had there. So nothing new is coming in. So I think that helps out the soybean market a little bit. Um, you know, the meal market was the stalwart of uh, the products. And, um, you know, I think it gets its strength from uh, the idea that the Chinese hog herd is going to continue to expand. And uh, the soy dollar deal down in uh, Argentina, where the uh, government is offering the soybean producer uh, what is it, 230 pesos to the dollar versus the normal exchange rate of 165 pesos to the dollar. Um, I don't fully understand it, but they say the government will buy these soybeans and they won't necessarily crush them. They'll use them for uh, straight export. So that creates uh, some you know, decent demand for soybean meal as Argentina is the world's largest soybean meal exporter. So then that begs the question, well, why not soybean oil? 
Well, soybean oil took it on the chin today. It was initially strong on this news, but uh, I think it took it on the chin today from the uh, waiting for the EPA to come out with their uh, newest biodiesel mandate for 2023. And supposedly that's scheduled for uh, uh, possibly Friday. So I think uh, that and uh, the unexpected uh, soybean oil deliveries kind of put a uh, you know a bit of bit of a damper on the uh, meal on the soybean oil market. So um, you know soybeans, uh, the weather in Argentina it's a little iffy. I'm just going to say iffy. There is rain in the forecast. Uh, whereas Brazil looks to be in pretty decent shape. So, you know, it'll be uh, more of a grind higher than a rocket higher, I think, in the soybean market. But uh, all technical considerations uh, do suggest that uh, the nearby bean contract is in line to uh, give us some sort of a challenge of the $15 level. Corn market couldn't get anything going today. I think a lot of intermarket spreading there. Um, I do think the uh, 308 deliveries was a bit of a surprise since everybody talks about, you know, how strong the interior corn basis is. But, uh, you know, the uh, ethanol grind, it was okay. Uh, But uh, the corn export program is indeed lacking. Uh, Brazil continues to be an aggressive exporter of corn, and uh, that steals our thunder. And I think there's just enough corn moving out of uh, the Black Sea region from Ukraine, you know, to keep uh, the world export market under wraps. So uh, I think that, and like I said, a lot of, uh, call it intermarket uh, spreading uh, weight on the corn market. The wheat market pokes its nose up today. And as far as I'm concerned, this is all technical. <coughs> Excuse me. We have big wheat deliveries against uh, Chicago. We have big deliveries against uh, Minneapolis. And Look at how the markets reacted. Um, I do think uh, the wheat market, from a technical standpoint, had been uh, what I think flirting with some pretty good support levels, meaning those uh, August lows, uh, at least in Chicago, not so much in Kansas City. But uh, you know, I think uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, the wheat market's ripe for a rally. And then you know, keeping it really simple, today's the last day of the month. We know the speculator is a fairly sized net short in the wheat market. So, you know, just simply for, you know, simplicity's sake, uh, month-end short covering. So, uh, but, uh, you know, can the wheat market really go anywhere of any substance? You know, I know our new crop uh, winter wheat is in uh, pretty awful shape, even though we did see some improvement yesterday. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, I think that awful shape is going to be with us all winter long. And uh, if our winter wheat crop, meaning the hard red winter wheat crop, is going to rebound, it's going to take the springtime rains to do it. So, uh, you know, as we move through the winter, if the wintering conditions aren't very good, if you hear of icing and all that other nonsense, uh, it will indeed lend support to uh, our wheat market. That's Tom Fritz, EFG Group in Chicago. Now the settlements, only red ink for the corn market, December 662, down three and three quarters. March two and a half lower, 667, but a dime higher. January soybean futures, 1469 and a half. And the March contract jumps nine and a half cents, 1475 and a half. And double digits better in the wheat market, December 771 one and a half up 13 and three quarters livestock also did work higher 
February live cattle, 155.67, up 87. And February lean hogs, 85.35, up $1.20. Sure hope to see you at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo presented by AgriFinancial and Reynolds Farm Equipment. Great exhibits along with fantastic guest speakers and a job fair on the final day of the expo, which is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, December 13 through 15. I'm Andy Eubank with the Wednesday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today? Timely, relevant, credible.